guys, while I'm waiting on my guests to get here, I'm going to go ahead and get started um, on this long overdue Her Talk segment. Um, I have been really, really busy, like really, really busy, and that's because I started back my nine to five. Um, so got to hold on to that until, you know, I can get to where I need to be as far as my businesses go. But um, have you been protecting your peace? You know, are you being a, a load of love and are you recognizing your blessings? Because that's very important, um, I realize. If you guys can, you know, like, share, comment, like, share, comment this um, on this video. That would be awesome. Share this video. Share this video. Um, this is my first time I am doing a live on my Her Talk Facebook page. My audience is mostly on um, IG, okay? I have close to a little over 8,000 followers, so, and only about 72 followers on Facebook, but that's all right, that's all right. Um, so I said I was gonna start doing lives on Facebook so I can grow my audience on Facebook, and that's just what I'm going to do. So anyway, again, have you been protecting your peace? Are you being a load of love? And are you recognizing your blessings? Um, I said this on the last episode, but I believe, you know, um, it's easy to get caught up and wrapped in, you know, um, material things and, and complaining about the little things. But... Um, you know, we just got to take a moment to self-reflect and, and think and say, you know, hey, you know what? I am truly blessed. I am truly blessed. But anyway, um, as you guys know, hopefully I can get my girl tribe growing on this platform right here. I can get some comments. I can get some guest co-hosts. I am still looking for a co-host, okay, um, to share the Her Talk platform with me. So if you're out there and you think you can, um, you know, talk and get on the podcast, you're not afraid to share your opinion because people can be brutal. <laughs> uh, and I'm just going to leave it at that. So anyway, reach out to me if you know you want to, um, you know, you want to join me. Her talk. All right. So we like to start off with her house tip of the day because at her talk, we believe your space, your energy, what you wake up to every morning is what it sets your mute, your mood, your tone, your energy for the rest of the day. Okay. Um, so I'm sure you guys heard of spring cleaning. I like to do fall cleaning. I like to do fall cleaning. Um, you know, this is a time where school is back into session. Your kids are back in school. I mostly, you know, we're swapping out clothes, getting rid of the old clothes, bringing in the new um, or the ones we can't fit anymore, donating them or whatever. And um, that's how I found those five pair, pairs of shoes that I shared on my Her Talk Instagram page. Um, isn't that crazy, guys? It, it's so blessed, so blessed that I'm able to have five pairs of new shoes that I've had almost a year and, and forgot about them. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Recognize your blessing. Anyway, um, back to what I was saying. So 
You know how people, they, we like to have these new year resolutions in January. Uh, we like to have a fresh start in January. Well, you can have that in the fall as well. This is something that I like to do. I think is very helpful because for those of you that don't know, I teach. I um, teach sixth grade English. And for me, coming off of summer break, it does give me time to, um, you know, just self-reflect, refresh, restart. Um, the summer has come to a close. I start to journal again a lot more. Um, I actually been journaling business journaling a lot um but you know this is the time where i start getting back into the word um i left my hot girl summer alone <laughs> uh but anyway you know you get my drift so is i think it's important to not just do that spring cleaning or not just start those new year resolutions in january you know think about fall um cleaning and starting fresh in the fall you know September. September 21st, I think, is official fall date. But anyway, all right. Again, for those of you who are just joining, I am looking for a co-host. So if you think you got what it takes, you're not afraid to speak, come and join me. Um, it's supposed to be Tuesday at 2. Uh, um, but, you know, school is back in session. And, you know, Tuesday happened to be the day or one of the days out of the two days that we are required to be in the school building. So that is why I have not been recording the Her Talk podcast. I haven't recorded any episodes in probably about two weeks. So I'm going to do this one tonight. Um, I have a parent um, from Suffolk Public Schools joining me. And I'm going to do another one later in which I have another local from Suffolk, join me, um, and I'll tell you what that topic is a little bit later. All right. But anyway, so um, with everything going on, the pandemic, the Black Lives Matter movement, it's important to keep our, keep calm, okay? Keep calm. And when I say keep calm, I don't mean we have to stop protesting. I don't mean we have to stop fighting for what's right and for justice. Um, but I do believe in the midst of all of that, it's important to keep your your mind calm, you know, protecting your peace. That's, that's where I get that phrase from. Um, you know, again, we, it's still important to defend ourselves and um, fight for justice and what's right, especially with this craziness going on. Um, can you believe it? Can you believe it? It's 2020 and we still, and when I say we, I'm talking about black people, not people of color, not minorities. I'm talking about black people. Black people, okay, we are still fighting for just to be treated to be, to be treated as a human, all right? Um, and I think that's that's mind-blowing in a bad way not in a good way that's mind-blowing in a bad way because um we we shouldn't still be doing that in 2020 um i i want to bring up this incident but i do not want to talk about it too long because out of respect for the young lady um i reached out to her i haven't heard anything back from her so i don't want to speak on it too much because i do want to give her and her family respect um but i do want to comment <laughs> i do want to comment on the videos 
um, that I saw, I came across today. Um, one being Rhoda, okay. Everybody knows who Rhoda is. Well, mostly. everyone, especially if you're from Virginia, Norfolk, Chesapeake, Campton Roads area, you know who Rhoda Young Live is. So anyway, Rhoda was on the scene and I'm, you know, I'm reading the comments and, um, you know, a couple of Suffolk owned influencers were out there and I'm just, you know, watching the interactions and what's going on. And I think it was supposed to be a protest, okay? I think people were out there to protest um, and prayers out for the young lady because, you know, I don't know exactly what happened, um, but I don't need to know exactly what happened to know that, you know, a man should never go to that lengths of putting, you know, their hands on a woman, okay? Um, again, I don't know the specifics, so I really can't speak on it. I just want to talk about what I observed and, you know, some of the comments and the good thing about the protest to me, and I saw this, I saw a couple of comments um, as well with people who agreed. Um, we were out there together, you know, Suffolk was out there together. Um, everybody was on one accord, had a united front, um, not acting a fool not out there looting, you know, so big ups to Suffolk, man, because, um, you know, the, I, I thought that was a really positive thing and a positive movement. And you had a couple of, like I said, um, powerful influencers out there, people who are instrumental into the city of Suffolk who were out there, you know, um, supporting the young lady that was physically abused by a Metro PCS employee, okay? Um, some of the things that I didn't like, <sighs> the comments, in the comment section, I guess these were people from other cities, specifically Norfolk, where Rhoda was from. Um, you know, it was like this one girl I saw, I think it was a female, um, she just kept commenting and making it, it's like she wanted to make it an issue with Rhoda being out there, okay? And Rhoda was actually out there, from my understanding, from my observation, to support, okay? To support um, the young lady and her family and those that were out there. But this particular, um, I guess you can call her a troll or whatever, you know, she just kept... She, she kept saying something about, you know, come back to Norfolk before we had to fight these people. What people are you talking about, sweetheart? I, I didn't understand that. What people was she talking about? Because Rhoda, I mean, from my understanding, from, my, from what I saw, she was out there to support, you know, together. <laughs> Maybe if, if she was going to fight anybody, you know, it would probably be the employee that, attack this um the the young lady from suffolk but my gosh you know she is it's like she wanted to, wanted to create a problem and then there was too much joking going on um you know about people's appearance and body shaming and what the hair looked like and all of that you know unnecessary stuff and this is when you know i i oh, 
this is when I get frustrated with my people. This is when I get frustrated with my people. I'm like, this to me is a serious matter, okay? And you're talking about out there protesting, you know, that's that's serious. This is nothing to play with. This I'm sure this young lady was emotionally and physically, you know, hurt by what happened. Again, I don't know the specifics. Um, I don't know what she did or what she said, but I do know there was nothing that she could say or do for him to attack her in that manner. Um, but yeah, I, I just didn't understand some of the things. And then, you know, I, I like I said, I love my people, but sometimes my people, mm, sometimes my people, um, you know, when I'll just say this, when we're doing a protest, okay, make sure it's, it's a protest. We, we're out there and we're, we're doing a protest, okay? We don't need any extra baby making music, you know, we, and we don't <laughs> promoting, you know, your businesses. And I'm like, what is going on? This started turning to a, a show, a dog and pony show. What's going on? Everybody trying to get in the camera, look, you try to look, I, I don't know. But it it just kind of like, oh, come on now. I'm, I'm trying to be serious. We out here for, or, you know, you guys are out there for a, a change, for something to happen, for this man to, um, you know, be arrested and, and have the charges filed against him that needed to be. So it, that's, that's the only thing. And I saw some people, uh, a lot of people in the comments, you know, oh, this is turning into a comedy central and, and things like that. And um, like I said, the, the United Front was amazing. But when we're, when, when, we're, when we're doing a protest, guys, we gotta make sure, you know, we are about our business. Okay, about the protesting business is what I'm saying. Um, and I kind of blame, you know, Rhoda for that. Rhoda, her name's Rhoda. Yeah, her name's Rhoda. I kind of blame Rhoda, Rhoda for that because, you know, she was asking most of the questions and whatnot. But, um, you know, but anyway, back to the employee when the video, when the video was inside. For one, I just want to point out, they did not say that man was fired, okay? Um, they said he was laid off. <laughs> That's a big difference. Laid off and fire is a big difference because when you're laid off, there's a possibility that you can get your job back. Okay. So that's what the employee or the other employee from the other store, Metro PCS store said, okay, that that employee was laid off, not fired. Uh, unless there's another video out there circulating that I didn't see. But what I heard was laid off, okay? Um, and then the guy that, that worked at the store, not the one who um, attacked the young lady, but the other guy, okay, that was off yesterday, so he really didn't see anything. I didn't like his demeanor. If you notice, when Rhoda was saying, yeah, um, you guys are for the community, right? You're with the community, right? You know, and he, he didn't nod his head yes. <laughs> he had his arms folded. He didn't say anything. You know, it was like a nonchalant, whatever. Um, and I felt like he... I, I don't know. I can't. I can't be in other people's minds, but just based off body language and just me having that gift of discernment, um, 
I just felt like he he really wasn't on her side. I feel like he was with his his coworker or manager, whoever he is. But anyway, um, yeah, hopefully this young lady gets justice. Um, if some, I guess we have to contact the mayor or call the mayor. There's a number circulating. So if you get a chance, um, please, please, please reach out to the mayor in some form, in some fashion. I think that's who you're, you're supposed to reach out to, to make sure that this man is, um, that well, this young lady receives the justice that she deserves, and this man gets, um, you know, what he deserves, okay? But anyway, um, like I said, this, this is somebody's life. Um, I'm sure this young lady was emotionally and physically in pain, probably in a state of shock because I'm sure she didn't see that coming. I'm sure she didn't see that coming, okay? I don't care what kind of discussion they were in. And one of the guys that was, I think it was one of her family members, he said, yeah, she, there were, he got a couple of phone calls, I guess from witnesses saying why she picked up the chair, okay? Because in this quote unquote, she was sticking with him, okay? She picked up the chair because, or he picked up the chair to hit her because she was sticking with him. And basically, if you don't know what that means, sticking with him is, you know, she was able to, um, I guess, be leveled, you know, on his level when it came to the altercation. So I'm thinking in my head, you know, because I'm a little crazy or whatever, I guess, um, or I'm an overthinker. I'm thinking in my head, if these people can tell you why she picked up a chair, okay, or why he picked up a chair, excuse me, and why um, that she was sticking with him, why didn't they help? Why didn't they try to stop this man? It is... I, I don't, was anybody around there to help her? Like I said, I don't know all the details, all the facts, but if somebody can honestly say, you know, she was sticking with him, you know, and, and who is it? Was it a female? Were there not any males out there to protect this young lady? Okay, especially black males. When I, I know when I go over there, you know, there may be one or two men that I see hanging around. Was anybody out there at that time? that could have protected this young lady or help in some form or fashion. Um, and I get it. Some people may say, well, I didn't want to get into that. I don't, I don't want anything to happen to me. Um, and I say to that, think, think about, think of it as if it was, you know, you or maybe, you know, your girlfriend or your mother or your sister, you know, just, I don't know. That's that's just me. That's the way I think. But I feel like a man should not watch another man beat on another woman without doing anything. And that's just what I think. Bottom line. But anyway. Um, what's next? What's next? What's next? I think that's it. That's it. But anyway. So let's get into our main talk topic of discussion. Let's talk school, back to school. Man, 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 I have a lot to tell you. <laughs> and 
woof, okay? This virtual thing, honestly, it was a whole lot better when we first started the virtual thing, okay? When we, when the governor first said, you know, close down the schools and everything, and we had to quickly improvise, it was much better, I feel like. I, I want to speak with the parent who's frustrated with the teachers, who's frustrated with the school, maybe with the principals, maybe with the workload, I don't know. Because I am a teacher, I'm also a parent. And I wanna see how can we work together, okay? What are our, get both of our viewpoints, um, and your viewpoint if you're willing to share, get both of our viewpoints on how we can, um, how we can make sure our students, our kids are successful this school year, okay? Um, without all of the disagreements and the misunderstandings and the miscommunication, because I'm telling you, you know, parents are frustrated, teachers are equally frustrated, if not more. But anyway, let's go ahead and tune in on the discussion and see what our parent has to say. Check it out. Yes, honey. HL, all day. Yes, you better rock that HL, honey. I appreciate the support. But I want I really wanted to get your perspective on our children with this whole new virtual learning experience because like I said, once again, the teachers are frustrated. The parents are frustrated. I'm sure the children are frustrated. What is your viewpoint? And I know not only are you an SPS employee like I am, but you know, we're both parents. Okay. Um, so why don't you go ahead and start with kind of introducing yourself and, you know, telling the Her Talk family, what is it that you do and go ahead and dive into our topic of discussion. <laughs> I am a business owner of several businesses myself. I have five employees who go out Monday through Friday. I'm also a Suffolk Public Schools employee. <laughs> so I'm fresh back at work as well. Um, yes. Thankfully, I only work three days out the week. Yes. I have a third grader in home and a fourth grader in home. Um, I'm big on communication. Like, right. even when it comes to them, we have to communicate. Um, so if the, if the drop ball is dropped on communication, then of course there's going to be an issue. Right. Um, however, with virtual learning, I have on a regular day anywhere from five to seven kids here. All grade oh, wow. levels from first grade to sixth grade. So no, have... first grade to 10th grade, because I did have a temporary um, last week and this week. Okay, so you have other kids in your home on doing the virtual learning thing oh yes. wow <laughs> i have an excellent assistant um that's my sister ebony she's oh. great with helping me but she's also a student as well so three of those days she's in class during virtual learning <laughs> right she's a um, nursing student i get it so you mentioned the first thing communication and that was an issue I remember watching one of Dr. Gordon's Facebook videos, and this was towards the end of last school year, a couple, few months, a couple months ago. And he said something about 
I guess a lot of parents were complaining that their teachers were not as engaged or communicating with them. So let me get your definition of a good, a teacher with good communicative skills. Okay. Um, what steps from your teacher? So good communication skills to me is number one, just reaching out whenever there's a what you might consider a small issue or a big issue. If it's something out of the ordinary for the child, I feel like that's something that needs to be communicated. If there yeah. is lack of or change in behavior, has to be some communication somewhere. Um, that okay. way we can address the situation at hand versus waiting until it's out of control, you know, and then there are more issues. Absolutely. Even on an excellent day, um, communication doesn't always have to be negative. Even on a day that has been excelled or if it's been a mediocre week, but one day out that week, things have been, you know, a higher peak than the rest of the week. I think that's something that could be communicated because kids like praises too. Whether Absolutely. it's verbally, you know, whether it's, it's publicly or whether it's one-on-one. -on -one. Right. Okay. I agree with what, what you said. I agree with what you said. So... Do you have any specific, before I give you my viewpoint, do you have any specific examples or things that you are dealing with already this school year that makes you want to pull your hair out? <laughs> okay. I have several issues, but I'm going to speak on one. I'm not going to speak a name. So okay. um, my students, my son's fourth grade teacher, you know, I understand that there are multiple children in the classroom. I understand it's still trial and error. It's new for you guys just as well as it's new for us. But some of us parents, especially older ones, when it comes to this technology, we lost, you know? And then to learn that the teachers don't see what the students see, it's even more difficult to communicate how to navigate the system. Um, don't see what the students see. So um, my son's teacher was trying to show us how to navigate to get through certain prompts. And she was telling us, well, look for pencils. And I don't have a pencil or look for this and we don't have that you know oh. but there were other ways to get to the program just not seeing the symbols that she saw okay and then it. there were terms that she was using and i'm like okay it's not worded like this so let me try to figure it out mm. um yeah so i was so frustrated with on the third day because on the second day i sent an email okay i was hoping to get a response at least by the next day the end of the next okay. day Okay. So by day four, it's like, okay, can I, is there a way I can get a packet so that I can teach my own child? Because at this point, I know you have 20 plus other children in the classroom, but I'm not getting no type of response, not in an email, not in a private chat, not even in class dojo. Oh, wow. um, however, that teacher thought her mic was muted and she discussed with other peers of my asking for a packet so she can teach her own child and they laughed and joked about it. I, yeah, so I emailed her again today to inform her, you know, you're losing my child. You're moving so fast and you keep telling kids you need to hurry up because we're we're behind, even though it's no fault of our own. Like, you can't push the kids because everybody learn on a different level. I understand there are timelines and deadlines for these, you know, things to be turned in. But for to say that out loud, I feel like, okay, let me reach out to the parent. Let's do a conference. Let's see where the ball is being dropped at. Let's see, you know, what can be done, you know, to get this child up to speed. Right.
that was very concerning and interesting to hear, um, especially being that I am a an educator myself. And to hear that parent's concern, who is also part of the SPS education district, it is alarming because it really hurts the teacher's reputation, especially those who are bending over backwards for their kids. However, and I'm not making up an excuse for this teacher because if I was in Denisha's shoes, I would feel the same way. I would feel like my child is being neglected. I would feel like my child isn't learning in the classroom or the virtual classroom. I would feel like maybe the teacher's pedagogical methods aren't effective to reach a diverse body of people, of students. But with that being said, and from my experience of teaching and being a part of the SPS Educational District, I would have to say this, and I do want to hear from another teacher. Uh, I, I know I'm a teacher, and I, but I'm a little bit biased <laughs> because this is my podcast. But just looking from the perspective of me being a mom and a teacher, and again, working in this district, this same district for so many years, I... I would say I would understand a teacher's perspective to a certain extent. And let me tell you why. When I first started out with SPS, I started out in a special education um, classroom, self-contained classroom, and I started off as a paraprofessional. Mind you... We're working with some of the same students every day. Um, And one of the teachers, she was actually moved involuntarily from her position as a middle school teacher to an elementary self-contained teacher. She actually left. She left. Um, She was pregnant at the time and... The doctor had put her on bed rest and she did not come back. She left. So it put me in the position. And this is crazy because they didn't even find another educator. They didn't even find another qualified. I was not qualified on paper to teach or at least handle the paperwork for these self-contained students, okay? But I was dedicated. I didn't need to be qualified on paper. I was qualified in my mind. I was qualified based on upon observation because if I wasn't, I don't think the principal would have allowed me to take control over the classroom, which I did. 
I, I, I took control, immediately stepped in with no problem, and I worked my butt off. And I was not getting the pay of a special education teacher. I was still getting the pay of a paraprofessional, okay? So that's where I started, and that shows you, hopefully it shows you the love that I initially had for teaching. It wasn't about the money. And quite frankly, it still isn't about the money to a certain extent right now, but moving forward. So that's where I started. And then I got a position at an elementary school as a general education teacher in the Suffolk City um, District. And mind you, I had two offers, one from Portsmouth and one from, I believe... What, what, what I want to say Chesapeake or Virginia Beach, either of those. But I remember turning down a gig, turning down a position, fourth grade, making hmm, maybe fifteen to twenty thousand more. Am I exaggerating? I might be exaggerating a little bit. No. Let me let me let me let me scale it down <laughs> because I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a minute now, if it was 15, 20,000 more, I don't know. You may have taken that position. I want to say maybe 10. Okay. 10. I, I know it was at least $10,000 starting pay more. And I declined that position because I wanted to be in an environment where I grew up. So the position that I did accept and I started the school that I started teaching at was actually a school that housed or students attended and I knew their parents. So basically those students came from the same project that I grew up in and that's that ultimately led to my final decision. Plus my family member at the time was working there and of course I wanted to work for him and um, it it was just a no-brainer for me at that time (laughs) and I have to say I I flourished I flourished at that school especially and especially with the principal being who he was he had my back through it all when I tell you he had my back he had my back through it all and those are the type of people that I like to work for that any teacher would like to work for principals and administrators who have their teachers back but anyhow so fast forward well not fast forward let's talk about my experience at the elementary school at that time my my babies they were coming with me they were attending the school that I would work at so and I'm staying till like seven o'clock at night um and you know I am sacrificing their freedom or just sacrificing family time being at work making sure my students are good making sure I am dotting every I, crossing every T. I mean, staying to seven o'clock and I was in a mobile so I could go, I would even go on weekends. Okay. 
when I got my job at the middle school level, which was in a total different district, let me tell you, a very different dynamic of students and parents, okay? But anyhow, when I got my position at the middle school, I was again in in a mobile unit and I didn't mind because in my mind yes I have a mobile unit I can stay as long as I want I can come on weekends if I want to okay that's crazy that's crazy that I had developed that mentality I am taking away time from my own family from my own kids just to be at work and the years working on the middle school level as years passed on I really came to the realization like, listen, you know, this isn't healthy for me. This isn't good for my family, my children. They, I am a mother first. My kids need me at home. And it made it worse because there were, I was under the leadership of administrators and this is my opinion but I was under the leadership of administrators that didn't give a damn if you stayed until seven or eight o'clock didn't have your back okay it was all about what the parents said and you know I still have that problem to this day and this is why um I'm (laughs) I get in a lot of trouble but that's okay it's all good you know I stand my ground um I'm not going to let a parent come over and take over my classroom. I am not going to let someone bully or dictate what's going on with me. Absolutely not. I'm not going to say how high when a parent tells me to jump. I'm sorry, you are not my boss. And to a certain extent, some of the things, here's what I don't like. I don't like the fact that, and this is not all principals and administrators, They get so afraid of the parent. Oh, the the parent says, oh, I'm going downtown. I don't give a damn. Go downtown. Do you want me to give you the number to downtown? Do you want me to escort you downtown? As long as I am treating your child fairly, as long as I am not overstepping my boundaries. And I mean, it's been times I'm just so appalled at their thinking, their privilege, their privilege, especially in the area that I'm in now. It's very privileged and it's whatever I say goes. For instance, I just had a student tell me, we're in a conference, okay? I just had a student tell me, oh, well, how come I don't think my other teachers accepted my work now mind you out of the five questions the student only completed two and a half okay so they they got they really didn't earn a 3.5 I gave them a 3.5 out of the five and this student had the audacity to tell me well my other teachers accepted it um how why can't you just accept it oh in my SJR voice honey (laughs) listen I still kept it professional um but you know that's those are the type of kids that I'm dealing with right now those are the type of kids that I'm dealing with right now and it's it's sickening okay because I can imagine my children 
speaking to their teachers or even an adult period in that manner. But anyhow, I, and you already know, if you know me, (laughs) you know, I, Hey, I'm not your other teachers. I am Miss Harris. So I have set my expectations and I expect you to follow them. And that 3.5 stays. Now here's, here's the kicker guys. The the parent goes into the principal's office and and starts crying and boo-hooing and, and I'm not going to talk, I'm I'm not even going to say anything about that because there is actually some legal things going on, okay, Um, where this young lady has gotten herself into trouble. But anyhow, um, you know, it it kind of disappointed me and the principal They were a little disappointed in themselves because they felt like the parent played them and, you know, that's exactly what the parent did. But, um, you know, the principal was very transparent about it and, you know, we were able to talk about it and it's like, okay, whatever. It it might be better, the best decision for this student to (laughs) not be in my class because she is not going to have her way, okay? I'll let the Lord have his way, but not the kid. But anyhow, but yeah, um, you know, at the end of the day, they were able to see that I was still very professional and she still got that 3.5. Boom. But yeah, I, I get it. My whole point in, you know, just giving you a little bit of background about my own teaching experience. My whole point is. I have come to the point where I am not working outside of my contractual hours. I am not working outside of my contract hours. I am not responding to you over the weekend. After that 320 is up, it's up to me whether I respond to you or not. That It's an option. It's not a requirement. So, with that being said, I can understand some teachers frustration because here you are and then you have these parents some parents who like I said I just don't understand how we are complaining about virtual learning yet yet we know these students know how to get online they're playing you parents These students know how to get online. It's the fact of the matter is they don't want to take the time to do it. It's it's ridiculous. And I'm going to need for some of our parents to wake up. I am going to need for some of our parents to wake up and understand that your child knows how to work a Chromebook. Your child knows how to um, participate into virtual learning. Now, granted, mind you, the new platform is a little challenging. Even I had trouble with it. (laughs) Um, but I, and I tell my parents and my students that, and parents, they try to go and tell an administrators. Yes. I don't think she's, um, confident with canvas, um, newsflash. I, I say that in the meeting, I've said that in a meeting for the first week, so what what are you saying? I've already acknowledged that. What's the next thing you have to say? Okay, point, move on. But anyhow, um, I, I definitely understand 
the parent side and the teacher side, more so of the teacher side. And I'm a parent of three because if my son can be tasked with all of this work, okay, and you have a problem with a one sentence assignment, get out of here, man, get out of here. You'll keep that problem because if I have to solve it, it would never get solved. You'll keep that problem. But yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous. Like I said, in this area, you know what? Chesapeake is sounding real good. I, I just don't want to deal with it anymore because like I said, there are, it's, I'm not able to enjoy teaching because of all of the other housekeeping and political things that's going on. Okay, so it's it's really it's taking the enjoyment out of teaching. And unfortunately, Denisha's concern is just another parent's concern about how fast the curriculum is and how fast teachers may be moving in the curriculum. But we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. So I, I, I definitely understand from that aspect, especially with a child who has a 504 and who is a struggling reader. I don't know how he got to this struggling point because at one point he was above his grade level. Um, but it comes and this is something that we just have to deal with at home, but it comes with his attitude about school and his priorities. You know, things are getting harder and he thinks he can, do the work with ease without any studying or practicing and that's not the case as you get older as you get in higher grade levels you're gonna have to put in some type of studying effort you're gonna have to set aside some time to study and practice and not just in school right now he thinks as soon as his class one of his classes is over oh he get up and go get a snack you don't need a I'm getting ready I'm getting ready to go off you don't need a snack every time Every time you you get finished with the class, that's not how the real world works. That's not how the traditional classroom works, okay? These students have more breaks, and the classes are not even that long as in the traditional classroom. I I don't know why we're complaining. But anyhow, it, like I said, I understand from both sides, but I as a parent, I am telling you guys, all those parents out there, give it 110%. Give it 110%. The 110% that you give gossip, the 110% that you give the shade room, give your child and their schooling that same 110%. And teachers, If you're listening out there, I understand your frustration. Give it your all. I'm not asking you to take your work home. I'm not telling you to work outside of your contract hours. But I am saying give it your all during that time. While you're at work, give it your all. Give it 110% to do. 110%. And that's what I aim to do. During that time from, um, what is it, 8.15 till 3.20 you're going to get 110% from me. But after then, no, no. So again, I understand from both sides, we just have to do our parts. We all have to do our parts to make sure our children are successful. Okay. Um, Because too many are behind, especially in reading. 
But anyhow, that that's I, I enjoyed having the conversation with Denisha. She is actually looking to be one of my co-hosts for the podcast. So hopefully that works out and we get a chance to talk and set the dynamic of the, the you know, the podcast atmosphere and expectations and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, um, don't forget, guys, I am... I'm trying to keep my Tuesday at two, but like I said, that Tuesday, I am still at work in the building physically. How crazy is that? I think they just wanted to put it on Tuesday so they couldn't, so I couldn't record my podcast on Tuesday at two. <laughs> just kidding. But no, seriously, Um, again, I'm going to try my best to keep it at Tuesday at two, even if it's just the podcast and not the her talk social media segments but please share like comment leave a review send me some topics okay hot topics that's going on around the world that you're very concerned about let's talk you know if you want to be a guest on the podcast show please reach out to me reach out to me follow my her talk page on facebook at underscore underscore her talk and the instagram page on at underscore underscore her talk okay also ladies hl cosmetics is still up and running doing well i have some very very awesome things coming up for you that you don't want to miss out so if you're out there if you're into the lipstick lip glosses um i do have lashes and um brows okay brow pencils that look like pomade okay have the feeling of pomade but they're so light and airy anyway all right so check us out at underscore underscore hl cosmetics that's both on instagram and facebook okay we've been almost at it an hour how cool is that but guys just make sure you are um protecting your peace and that's one thing that's one of my goals for the remainder of the year is to protect my peace and if that means cutting off certain people and I don't care who you are then that's what that means because at the end of the day if you're not good how can you be good for somebody else how can you be good for your children how could you be good for your significant other okay all right well you already know the saying guys Check us out another Tuesday at 2. Peace, love, and blessings.